Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for April 18th, 2018. And I think we have some tough decisions to make on this slate. I think that um, pitching stuff. I think that hitting is also a little tough. I think that there's a lot of kind of fringy options, but nothing that stands out as an obvious choice. So let's just start at the high-end pitchers. We have Robbie Ray, Carlos Carrasco, Jose Barrios, and Garrett Cole. None of these guys are in great matchups. Uh, so what do you think of these guys, Matt? They're all really tough. Um, I don't – well, if I had to pick one of the three, it's Carrasco. Um, I think the expected output for all three of these guys is about the same. Cole's a slightly better pitcher than Barrios and Carrasco, I think. Got I mean, Robbie Ray, though. Robbie Wright. All right, we've got four of them. Yeah, uh, I was just – I already put in my head that we were just going to talk about the top three. But, yeah, there are four expensive pitching choices. Um yeah, I, I think Ray is probably slightly worse than those other guys, but he is a better DFS pitcher than real-life pitcher because of all the strikeouts. Um, Evan Longoria was out of the lineup tonight. He was scratched, so if he's out again, that favors Ray. Um, I think Ray probably is the best choice of the four. I like Carrasco more than Barrios and Cole, um, just for the matchup. Uh, Barrios is facing the Indians, Cole is facing the Mariners on the road, and Carrasco gets the Twins, um, and Robbie Ray has the Giants, so... Very similar pitchers, all, all guys who get a lot of strikeouts, but Carrasco and Ray are cheaper and slightly easier matchups for them. Yeah, so with, with Robbie Ray, I think the thing that's difficult to figure out with him is that he's not pitched well this year. He has a 5.74 ERA, a 5.57 fifth, but he's still striking out over 13 hitters per nine innings. So the upside is certainly there for Ray. And the other thing that also makes him interesting is Evan Longoria was a late scratch tonight. Pablo Sandoval started in his place. That's a much easier matchup for him if, if Evan Longoria is out again tomorrow night, which obviously we don't know that right now. But it seems like there's at least a pretty decent chance of that. For the price of all these guys, I think I like Robbie Ray the most. Carrasco also makes some sense. My biggest concern here is the ballpark because just from watching that game, it seemed like the ball was really carrying out of that park in Puerto Rico. There was a couple of balls that were not hit particularly well that carried all the way to the warning track. Dozier had a double off Kluber that almost got out, and then Francisco Lindor hit a ball like off the end of the bat in the top of the ninth inning that carried to the warning track and almost went out of the stadium. So that's a concern for me. Uh, I think Robbie Ray is my priority of the high-priced guys, but Carrasco is the second one, and then I don't really like Barrios or Garrett Cole much. Um, same, same with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little less concerned about the ballpark because these guys, uh, both Barrios and Carrasco, are such high strikeout pitchers that um, the fly balls, should, there won't be that many of them because they both get a decent amount of grounders, especially Carrasco, um, and they both strike out a lot of hitters. So, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of an increased chance for a home run, but they still have the strikeout upside, especially Carrasco against the Twins offense. Um, so I, I'm not too concerned for Carrasco, but yeah, I, I agree with you that Ray is the priority target. Into just a little bit below that, we have Kenta Maeda at 9,700. It's a fairly decent matchup for him against the Padres. Uh, the, the one issue I almost always have with Dodgers starting pitchers is the pitch count. They usually don't let guys work that deep into games. That is less of a concern when... The guys that are priced down, like we saw with Alex Wood today, but 9700 is pretty expensive for Maeda. I prefer Ray or Carrasco. I wouldn't totally avoid Maeda, but not somebody I'm actively targeting. Do you feel the same way about him? Yeah, he's not 
I'm, it's, it's kind of tough to say, like he might be a better pick than any of the high priced guys. And he is almost the same price as them because it is the Padres. Um, I, I think my has a really high ceiling, but he has a really low floor. The ceiling also could get capped a bit because of the pitch count concerns with him just being on the Dodgers. Um, He's he's made three appearances this year and pitched eight and two thirds innings. Yeah, I mean he's also not pitching very well. Uh, he was really bad in his last start against the Diamondbacks. He just couldn't throw strikes. He was throwing a ton of wild pitches. Made a couple errors, I think, in the field. Um, just a very odd game for him. But the strikeout upside is there, and it's the Padres, so he's worth considering. Um, I still, I I may I maybe would have him as my third favorite starter behind Ray and Carrasco. Like I have zero interest in Garrett Cole. And then I'd probably rank the guys Ray, then Carrasco, then Maeda, and then Barrios. And it probably makes sense to have exposure to all four of them. All right. So getting into the cheaper pitchers, is there anybody that you want to roster who's priced below those guys? I think that there are also some kind of fringy options there. But I don't know how much I like any of them. So I think Vince Velasquez is okay to roster if you need a cheap pitcher. Um I just don't really love him as a play either. So are there any of the cheap guys that you like a lot tomorrow? I really don't think so. Um, Tyson Ross as a punt could make sense. I, I don't think Velasquez is particularly good. I mean, he has strikeout upside, but in Atlanta is a tough matchup for strikeouts, and it's also just not an easy matchup. Um, and the other pitchers are just so much better than him. Uh, Velasquez doesn't pitch deep into games generally because he is all over the place control-wise, and even if he gets a lot of strikeouts, he usually walks a lot of guys too. And it's really hard for him to put up a huge score. I mean, if he's facing Tampa Bay again, then sure. But the Braves are a much tougher matchup than that, and it's on the road. So I don't have much interest in Velasquez. Um, Ross is just so cheap, and he's been relatively decent this year. But he isn't really striking out guys either. His velocity is way down from when he was actually good. Um, his control seems to be all over the place. But, I mean, he, he has had some decent results. So if you need a cheap guy, Ross is the the one that I would want to use. Everyone else looks like just a terrible choice in that price range. But I, I think I'm probably just sticking to the expensive pitchers for this slate. What about you? Yeah, I think the one thing that at least is a little promising about Tyson Ross is that his velocity is higher than it was last year. Uh, actually, only marginally. It's only up like two-tenths of a mile per hour. So maybe scratch that. But at least he's not throwing softer than he was last year. <laughs> so that is uh, that's something kind of promising. Uh, yeah, I think he's cheap enough to roster. The other thing that we've also seen is sometimes if somebody's velocity is down and we've seen them work with it for a little while, every once in a while, like CC Sabathia found a way to pitch decently with his velocity. He's nowhere near as good as he was when he was in his prime, but he's a passable starting pitcher. Maybe we see something like Tyson Ross where he isn't as good as peak Tyson Ross, except he's a usable starting pitcher, whereas he was a total train wreck last year. So I think for his price of 5000 he's okay if you need a punt. Um, I don't love him, though. Yeah, I think we so, can uh, roster cheap enough offenses, too, where we won't need the punt. And the high-end pitchers just aren't – they're expensive, but they're not that expensive. Like, we're not talking about rostering two guys that are 12000 or anything. We're talking about two pitchers that in the aggregate cost around 20000 10000 per pitcher. So it's it's going to be reasonable to fit in uh, offenses with the high-end guys. I don't, I don't think we have to reach too much to use cheap pitching. All right, so moving into the offenses now, um, there are a lot of, kind of similar to the pitchers, where I feel like there are some fringy type plays. There's one offense that I really like, and that's the Washington Nationals against Steven Matz. Matz pitched really well against them the last time they matched up. 
And I think that people will probably want to gravitate towards Matsy as the name value. He's somebody who people generally like to roster anyway. And without a lot of great pitching options, I think people just see Steven Matz at 6,400 and they're going to put him into their lineup. So I think it's good leverage to use the Nationals. And then in addition, I just think there's a lot of expected output from them because Steven Matz has not been very good this year and he gives up a lot of home runs. So the Nationals are my favorite offense to target on this slate. Yeah, I like them more if Anthony Rendon plays, um, especially against lefties. Rendon is a really important hitter in their lineup. He's day-to-day with a foot injury, I think it is. Um, So they're definitely my favorite offense if Rendon is playing. But even if Rendon's not playing, it's definitely a good spot. Um, There isn't really a lot to like offensively because there are a lot of pitchers going, a lot of good pitchers going. Um, So the other teams to consider, I mean, it's a decent spot for the Red Sox and Angels with Rick Porcello and Tyler Skaggs pitching for those teams. Um, the prices are pretty high on both of them, so not sure how I feel about them. I mean, if they fit, sure, but it's going to be a little hard to roster them. Uh, for similar price, I'd probably rather use the Astros against Mike Leake, who is just worse. Uh, generally, just a really bad pitcher. And the Astros aren't that expensive. I mean, they're always kind of expensive, but for what they usually are, this is a little bit low. Um Leak is below average, I'd say. Not one of the worst pitchers in the league or anything, but uh, definitely a plus matchup for the Astros. Um, so I prefer the Nationals. I would probably mix in some other teams more if Rendon is out. But if Rendon's in, then very heavy Nationals. Okay. So looking at some of the other offenses, um, iPad just froze. Is there any? Is there any team that you also think warrants decent amount of exposure to? Um, Maybe the Dodgers against Tyson Ross. I mean, he definitely has a lot of downside. Um, I think the Mets against Tanner Roark, they're pretty reasonably priced, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's really the nationals. I think they're pretty far ahead of the field. Um, I think the Braves and Phillies, I like the Astros Astros against Mike Leake. Yeah. I think the Braves and Phillies too, but um, it's going to be one of those slates. I think where, since we have so many pitching choices, I think it makes the most sense to just go heavy nationals and not diversify too much uh, because that does seem like the strongest spot by far. So yeah, I mean, mix in the Astros mix in, I don't know, the Phillies or Braves, I think Red Sox and angels, but I, I think we should have a pretty heavy amount of exposure to the nationals. Yeah. For me, the priority is the nationals. Uh, The offense I like the second most is the Astros, uh, but definitely mostly nationals for me. And then for pitchers, um, mostly Ray Carrasco. Um, uh, boy, it's going to be tough to figure out what I think my expo- what my ownership's going to be. Uh, I'll say Ray and Carrasco are going to be my two high stone pitchers. Yeah, I think I'm on the. I think I'm in the same boat, but I I also kind of want some exposure to Kenta Maeda and Jose Barrios, so it's. Yeah, I'm really not sure. Um, one team that's definitely going to be contrarian, and you mentioned the ballpark, is the Indians. Um, there probably is a lot of upside against Barrios because the Twins' bullpen is very bad. Uh, and if the Indians do well against him, they could score a lot of runs. But I, it, it's not a lot of expected output. So that's a purely upside, low ownership play. Um, that The Nationals have the highest expected output, I think, of any team. I'm just kind of looking at the Vegas lines here. But I think it is the Nationals, maybe the Braves. I mean, Vince Velasquez is definitely homer prone, and the Braves have an offense that's above average but um, pretty top-heavy, and they make for an easily stackable team. So I don't mind the Braves either. 
Um, which team would you say scores the most runs tomorrow? Nationals. Yeah, the other team, um, the the Diamondbacks are at home against Chris Stratton. We didn't mention them. Uh, mildly interested there. I guess it depends. Uh, if the roof is open or closed in Arizona. That's always a factor. Um, just looking at the prices there. The Diamondbacks are pretty expensive too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the Nationals for sure. Okay, so that is going to wrap up today's podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, GNBerdFS. Matt's Twitter handles at Preaching Sense, and we'll be back for Thursday slate.